Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this episode, uh, we are talking about a movie that is currently in theaters. Um, this is new for us. Um, we are talking about The Mountain Between Us, starring Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. Um, directed by Hani Abu Assad, who is a Dutch Palestinian director that I am really not familiar with at all. But it seems like this is maybe the first English language film, at least the first American one. So that's really fascinating that this is it. Um, it's been a, it's it's based on a book, same as the title called "The Mountain Between Us," written by Charles Martin, and it was like adapted by who are these people? J. Mills Goodlow and Chris White's, and uh, Chris White's is like one of the guys who's responsible for American Pie. So I don't I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, the, it definitely doesn't have the same vibe as American Pie. We could definitely put that out the window. Yeah, yeah. This is a weird one because we basically, um, Bronwyn and I decided to see this kind of like as a joke. It was like, we're going to go see the mountain between us. And like, we just kind of decided to do it. And then I very seriously was just like, let's actually go. <laughs> and I was like, and when she texted me, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, why not? Like, it's fun to see a movie. We can hang out. It'll either be really good or, you know, it'll be really bad and we can talk about it on the podcast or it'll be in the middle. And and I think it's kind of in the middle. It's yeah. It's bad enough we can talk about it. Um, yeah. This is a really weird case because, you know, um, if you know who I am in real life, which I assume you do, I don't really hide myself like I do with my other podcasts. Well, I attempt to hide myself on my other podcasts and I fail. But here, um, I'm a movie critic and uh, other movie critics do not care about this movie, I have to report. Like, nobody really talked about it. The last time I remember another critic mentioning The Mountain Between Us was because um, in the trailers, it looks like a survival movie, but the online marketing campaign makes it very clear that it's a romance. And people were talking about how they felt really misdirected by that. And it completely fits the movie. Like, the misdirected feeling completely fits the movie because the movie does that, too. Like... The first, like most of the movie feels like a survival movie. Mm. And then the last 40 minutes are romance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very strange movie because uh, it, it, it is about survival in a way. And it, yeah, it, and the love thing just kind of takes us all by surprise, takes the characters by surprise, takes the audience kind of by surprise. I mean, like... I know that like when you when you think of like Hollywood and like the really like nitty gritty of that, like people will just be like, we're going to put two stars. We're going to put them on a mountain and they're going to fall in love. See? And like that makes sense. Like, but it's not presented that way. No, it's not. And like, I mean, once they got on the mountain, which we'll we'll explain a little bit, uh, it, it, like I thought that it would immediately start getting romantic but both characters have significant, well, 
for all intent purposes, as far as we know, they both have significant others. Yeah. And they're not, they're not like trying to cheat. They're, they're not really even flirting. They're just like there. They're just being adults, which was kind of refreshing in another way. Cause it was like a man and woman, like communicating in a Hollywood movie, like respectfully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a really like, it's a really strange conceit. Like, like the whole time I was thinking, when I found out that this was based on a book, I was like, oh, well, that makes total sense. Oh, it's totally. Yeah, this is absolutely <laughs> a book. Um, <laughs> like well, definitely like a heavy beach read. Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. I classify it. Like if you like to cry on a, on a, an overcast beach, that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> is your phone on? Oh, I guess my volume's on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. No, it was like a really beautiful sound, though. It was very calming. Um, <laughs> You're like, what is this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, this movie. Okay, let me just get into the plot. Um, uh, Kate Winslet is a photojournalist. She was uh, she was a f- taking pictures of skinheads for reasons that she doesn't really get into that much, um, and. Uh, Idris Elba is a neurosurgeon and they both miss their flight. So like a like a early parts of the movie is just like them trying to like problem solve to figure out how to make their flight. And Kate Winslet gets a really bright idea that they just go to an old guy with a plane who will take them there. Yeah, like she somehow <laughs> knows about this guy at the airport, this pilot who has a private plane and basically they both offer to shell out, you know, a few hundred directly to him if he'll just fly them right away. And he, he says yes. And he has a dog. Yes. And the old man Beautiful is played dog. by Bo Bridges, which was just like, oh, my I was as soon as I saw him, I was like, Bo Bridges is not in any of the advertising for this movie. So Bo Bridges is going to die. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That that's. That makes sense. I didn't even make that connection with his death in the advertising, but that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Otherwise, they could have used him as one of the poles. Oh, yes. Sexy, sexy Bo Bridges on the mountain. Like, mm. I mean, in his day, Bo Bridges was, you know, pretty fun. I mean, it's Jeff Bridges' brother. Like, they're both, you know, they're from good stock. Yeah. yeah. He's got but- the charming uncle allure. Like, not, he doesn't draw you in the way that, like, Idris Elba or Kate Winslet do. Like, not on the fuckable level. Right. Not to quantify his sex appeal, but, uh, but you know, for, for an uncle, like, charm. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure, I'm sure in the 70s he was hot. Yeah. He I mean, fucks. You know, he in the 70s, Jeff Bridges was hot. Hey, you if know? you're listening to this, I know you fuck. It's fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're in the plane and it's really, really cold and there are some problems. And then he has a, Bo Bridges has a stroke while he's flying the plane. Yes. And of course, since Idris is an, is a doctor, he, you know, figures that out. I mean, I guess anyone could at a certain point, but one of the things I thought was the funniest about this movie, even though it wasn't supposed to be funny, is how Idris is a doctor. He's he's a neurosurgeon and like obviously if you go to medical school, you're going to learn comprehensive, you know, uh, knowledge about how to work on different parts of the body. But Idris is like this all purpose man. Oh yes. Like, he is every man. He is all man. <laughs> like anytime, like any medical thing he immediately figures out. Um, and to be fair, there's not, there's, 
there are a few things that happen on the mountain, but none of them are complicated enough that that feels like a suspension of disbelief. But he also just like knows how to like make fire and like cook meat. Like, well, we'll get into this later, but yeah, there's just like so many things that he just like knows how to do. So yeah, yeah, the plane crashes and, um, like everybody's passed out for a while, except for Idris Elba. Idris Elba wakes up first. He realizes that Bo Bridges is like freezing to death and going to die. Bo Bridges dies. He buries Bo Bridges through this entire part of the film. Um, Kate Winslet is like, is like asleep and like, I guess like passed out. So there's like a long stretch of the movie where it's just him and the dog and it's just like survival stuff. And I'm just like, is it, I am legend. Am I watching? I am. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely an, I am legend vibe, especially with the, the man dog relationship and, and just, you know, the fact that there's, Kate wins. It's the only other human being nearby. Yeah. Um, yeah. He does so much. Like he, he sets up camp. Like he kind of like, he turns the, um, the broken plane into kind of like a home. So like by the time Kate Winslet wakes up, it's like all set up for her. And she's just like, it's, and he's like, yeah, I checked in our bags. Like he's, he's rationed their nuts and candy, you know, and figured out like we have X amount of days worth of food and like he's he's figured and like we have this much water like this is how we're gonna survive and at this point he's assuming someone's gonna come find them you know because the the pilot was in touch with the airport shortly before they crashed yeah so you know it's not it it would make sense for there to be search and rescue out for them but of course as you can already guess it's not that simple yeah yeah, they just essentially get it, it, um, the the main conflict of the movie is this push and pull between like should we try to get rescued or should we wait? And you know, Kate Winslet is basically defined by her impulsiveness. So she's the impulsive one and she's just like we got to get rescued, we got to do whatever we can. Let's be reckless whatever. And he's the patient one who is just like no, this is what we should do. This is the logical thing to do, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like this whole push and pull where it's just like, you're so impulsive and you're so rational and you're always trying to control everything and you can't control everything and this whole thing. And like he mentions, and they they fight a lot, and, and he mentions at least in one of the fights, I'd assume maybe even more of them, he's just like, you know, you're the reason that we're here. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, it was your idea, which, you know, on one point, fair. You know, if if I met a stranger at an airport, they invited me to take a small plane and then I was crashed on a mountain, I would probably hate them, even though it's not actually their fault. Yeah, I mean, you decided to go (laughs) with a stranger to somewhere that is not safe. Like, Idris made that decision to get on that plane and neither of them controlled the fact that it crashed. But but I do understand his ire. It's just like... But, you know, on the other hand, Kate Winslet is just like, dude, people aren't going to find us. Like, after a couple days, she's like... We have to try to go down the mountain, but she has a broken leg. So, of course, they're not able to just like, you know, hustle down there because. Oh, yeah. She has a broken leg. She has a broken leg that he's been taking care of. And so Idris is like, no way. Like with your leg, like we're way safer if we stay here. And um, eventually they get in. Oh, at one point there's like a. uh 
like a mountain lion there oh yeah there's like a little there's like, like a, a cougar, cougar or something yeah. that comes that comes in and like attacks and like bites the dog because the dog is brave and the dog we're we're just calling it the dog because the dog doesn't have a name they just call the dog dog they never figure out the dog's name before Bo Bridges dies yeah and they don't and they don't give it a name which is weird to me but I don't know yeah yeah it's just yeah uh, the So the dog gets brave and like goes up against the cougar and the cougars, of course, like bites him because, you know, it's a it's a it's a fucking cougar. Yeah. And then then Kate Winslet um, get kills the cougar with a flare gun. Yeah. Which is pretty badass. Yeah. One of the most proactive things she does in the movie. Yeah. One of the few. One of the few, because they definitely I wouldn't say she's not a damsel in distress because her character is way too strong willed for that. But it's definitely Idris. Idris is like this all purpose man. And then just like Kate Winslet has really bad luck. So like she's the one whose leg breaks. You know, she falls through ice at one point and he saves her. Like there's a lot of him saving her. Um, And it's not like it's nice because in this movie, it's not because she's incompetent, which I feel like. Happens in a lot of movies where women are getting saved. Um, but it is like a little excessive, the the power imbalance where like Idris is just doing all the work and she's just like always, I don't know, healing from something. Yeah, she's always she's always recovering from something. You know, the weirdest thing about this. <laughs> The weirdest thing about this story is that it's not written by a a woman. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. It does kind of crack me up because it feels like it feels kind of like someone's wet dream. You know, like they're like, I'll get stuck on a mountain and this man will like save me and we'll fall in love. And then like, you know, I don't know enough about this book to and, and I feel like it would take a little bit too much time for me to do the research and see like. How accurate the adaptation is. Oh, yeah, because do you know what my one big question is? Was this character black in the book? Right. <laughs> I really want to know, but yeah. I don't like, it's, Well, because, like, if the character was, like, explicitly supposed to be black, like, I feel like that does, that is different than if they're just like, yeah, this person can be whatever race, you know? Yeah, like, I'm looking at, like, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and it just, like, doesn't have, it doesn't tell me anything. It's written by, like, a dude from the South who I assume is white, and, like, I just don't know. And there's no, like, <laughs> race is never mentioned in the Race movie. is never mentioned, which is it's, really fascinating It's essentially to me. a colorblind movie yeah. in that sense. And, like, you know... Like, I can see that being nice to some people, but I also thought it was strange that, like, like Kate Winslet is supposed to be basically a political, like, she's a journalist, like, and, and she, she's taking photos. She, she takes photos of guerrilla fighters. Like, she's taking photos of skinheads. Um, Idris is this successful doctor from London who lives in New York, and it just feels like it would be natural for them to talk about, like, politics, um, oh, and therefore race and gender at some point. Like there doesn't need to be like a thesis in the movie. I just thought it was strange that they never like broached 
that. No, nothing, nothing. And it's just like, it's weird because like the movie is so earnest that y- no one involved ever thought like for five seconds, oh, wow, this is kind of like a white woman's dream, isn't it? Like, right? what if I was, what if I was stranded on a mountain and this giant, beautiful, smart, capable black man was just like constantly saving me as I get myself in and out of peril. Like, <laughs> No, yeah, there's stuff. I mean, there's like also like the him saving her. There is a point where I was like, this feels a little bit like, like he's a magical trope, but like not quite because it's different. It's just like he's so perfect. There's a meme online where it's just like this, like this, like black man in a Superman costume. It's like a cartoon, and he's just like holding a white woman. And usually the meme like pops up whenever like a black guy like defends a white woman for being racist online. The meme pops up. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's it like anytime a, a dude defends Tommy Loren. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know she married a black man, so he he is that meme. Wait, Tommy did? Yeah. What? Oh no, she didn't. Oh, she's dating a black man. Oof. Oh, oh my Oof. gosh, she's date. Oh wow. Yeah, Ann Coulter's dating a black man. Oh, yeah, I knew mm-hmm. about Ann. Milo oh. Yiannopoulos married a black man. That's who I was thinking about. He married a black man. This is such a, it's such a weird thing. Why are these men, like, why? I don't know. I'm worried about them, honestly. Me too. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's like self-harm, like. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? Tommy is the kind of person that would just, like, marry a black man. And I don't know, maybe it would be, like, covered on, like, Fox News. Yeah, no, and then she'd <laughs> be, like, a special. Yeah, she'd say, like, <laughs> weird racist things, and it'd be like, ha-ha, you're so cute, and it'd be, like, really gross. Oh, yeah, no, I'm... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, well, I mean, yeah. Kate I mean, Winslet it, doesn't do any, like, racist weird shit, but, yeah, this movie is, like... It's it's almost suspiciously colorblind. <laughs> it's it's very suspicious. Like it, it's very interesting because like I don't remember who the Twitter user is. So I am sorry if it is you. You can just tweet at me and I'll be like, oh, it was you. Um, a Twitter user mentioned that they felt like the the theme of 2016 was going to be um, interracial relationships, specifically ones with like black men and white women. And, like, they've been, like, doing this whole, like, extended Twitter thread where, like, every single time they see something, like, whether it be in advertising or in film or something, they add to it. It is a very long thread, and I think that this person is correct. (laughs) Wow. I need to see that thread. Yeah. Because I feel like I haven't noticed that, but... But I'm also not as tuned in to actually what's coming out as you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a thing because, I mean, you know, the election was kind of like racism. Everybody talked about it during the election. And, of course, we got a very, like, racist president. So, um, you know, and, and of course, you know, if you're like a Republican or a conservative or a centrist, what you're going to say is, well, you know, black people and white people getting together that's a sign of prosperity. That's a sign of the, you know, how things progress, are gonna, right. progress and whatever. And also like, you should know, like considering who like we are on this podcast that we do not like the president. <laughs> yes. And, like, I feel oh, like yeah, we don't have listening. to say anything. about. We don't that. even need to clarify our politics. I feel like they're pretty overt in our critiques. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think that the heater is coming on. Oh my God. I hope not. <laughs> but that's definitely what it sounds like. Is it does the- sound like it's revving up. Ah, uh, yes, the heater. Well, 
we are going to keep chugging along. This movie, um, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about like how this is the kind of movie that could have been a big deal if it was written a little bit better. Because I don't know if you can tell, but like we don't actually think it's a bad movie. We think that there's just... It's basically like like a giant hole of missed potential. Yes, exactly. Like I'm not, I'm, yeah, I like I don't have a rant. You know, I feel like most of the movies we watch, I have a rant. Right. There's a lot of question marks. Like there's a yeah. hole of missed opportunity. There's question marks where I'm like, okay, like why did they make the first 45 minutes feel like a survival? And then the last 45 minutes feel like romance. Like they could have done that better. Yeah. You know? And then like we said, like the fact that race is never mentioned. And like, also I feel like it should be mentioned that his, his wife who is deceased um, was black and her partner is white. And I feel like that kind of adds to like, their like interracial thing yeah you know i mean yeah because it's not just like they're finding love they're finding love like in like races that they clearly weren't looking for it in before yeah yeah exactly like it's very much a like a departure from their their previous relationships or their their most recent one um oh yeah they both have two like seek they both have like two like bits of conflict really because like it's really just a secret for idris um kate winslet's thing isn't a secret she misses her wedding like that's because she talks about it at the beginning of the movie that's the thing she's engaged she's going to her wedding and when the crash happens she misses her wedding um and the person who she was supposed to marry is played by dermot mulroney and we'll get a little bit to that in a second but um Idris, of course, has a big secret and she's a reporter and he has this tape recorder because, of course, he's the kind of man that has a tape recorder and saves notes like a fucking captain's log. Um, I feel like that only happens in movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she like uh, her like little mini struggle is should I listen to the entire recording? What should I do? And so she like whenever he's like gone for a while, she just like picks it up and like kind of wrestles with that. And basically what we find out is that, um, she at first thinks that like his wife, she first thinks that he's married. Then she thinks that his wife left him. Then it's finally revealed because, Oh yeah. Idris is very, very cagey. He does not like to talk about himself. He would rather go back into the cold and cut some wood than talk about himself. Cause he's a man. Yes. He's, you know, he's literally <laughs> the strong silent type that is, you know, fully idris in this um but yeah uh, basically uh his his wife had cancer and so he was treating her and i guess she realized that she wasn't going to get better and that she was going to die and so the message is basically just like i'm gonna go you know that i'm gonna go and i know that you try to control everything that that's that's something that we hear over and over and over again i know that you like to be in control yes but you can't control this. And, you know, and and that's, you know, it's like his sad backstory. And I guess we're supposed to, like, I, like I'm not sure how we're supposed to feel about, like, him wanting to be in control. Are we supposed to think that it's sexy or is it, like, a problem? It's I really hard tell. to know. I can't tell either because when Kate Winslet says it to him, it it does feel like a mixture of, like, of genuine frustration like she wants him to just listen to her and not have a plan 
for a minute, but then it also does feel like this, like, oh, you're, you know, you always you have, have it to be together. in control. You're in control. <laughs> like, <laughs> she doesn't talk like that. But she doesn't talk like that. I mean, that, it's on a mountain. It's like, like the on. movie is trying to, <laughs> like, <laughs> the like, movie is. Like they end up having sex in a mysterious cabin they find. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. They, they stay in a bunch of different places. So first they're staying They're first. They're kind of like hanging out in in the broken plane and then they stay in a cave for a little bit and then they leave the cave and they find a cabin yes oh yeah and right before they find the cabin though <laughs> kate winslet falls through some thin ice and yes to and her. he has to save her and then of course she's she's basically she's not in a coma but she's passed out for a few days and he doesn't know like she's alive she's passed out for so much of this movie <laughs> She really is like and like Idris is just like and it's interesting because, you know, they fought a lot, but and they have not had sex before before she passes out. Um, But it's while she's passed out, it's clear that Idris has developed feelings for her and not not just because she's the only other person on the mountain, but like he's really worried about her surviving because he's at he's at cabin now, you know, which is a lot safer than the other places they've stayed. So his chances of surviving are higher, especially because he doesn't have a bum leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, uh, it, it's really interesting when they before because before they find the cabin, she's just like, "Do you think that we're gonna survive?" And he basically says no, and he seems so calm about the idea that they're going to die. And then they find the cabin. <laughs> yeah, he says no, and then basically like, but you know, we should still try, and um. And like that's that's where it's interesting because I do I understand where Kate Winslet is coming from when she's annoyed at him in these moments because I'm like, yeah, like I would be frustrated if I was stuck on a mountain and I thought I was going to die. I would be frustrated. I would want the other person to be calm on one hand because you need to be able to figure out what you're doing. But I would be frustrated if they just completely denied that they had the human feelings I had. <laughs> like if I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to die. And they're just like, shh. I'd be like, no. As long as we die together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I kept on wanting this movie to be cheesier. Yeah, I know. Because they're, they're all the ingredients for it being super cheesy and campy and like fun were there. But it was just... It was just good enough and serious enough that it wasn't cheesy. And I, that bummed me out, actually. Yeah, I actually think that it being like aspects of it being good actually hurts the movie. Yeah. Because like, you know, you know, you've got this thing. It's like man, woman, mountain, dog. And like they're like cute moments where she's just where she's just like, find the dog, find the dog. And there are other moments where he's just like, you want me to go find the dog, don't you? And like these moments like. There are so many parts where there could be jokes, like serious jokes, but like everything is too clean. Yeah. It's a really clean movie. I feel like the writing for it was very less is more and very much like they would prefer to have a pretty shot of the mountain than to fuck it up with the wrong lines. And like from a, you know, from the perspective of us, like somebody who writes, I can understand that. And there. And compared to the other movies that we watch where it just feels like horrible word vomit uh, for the script, it's the sparseness is refreshing, but it's also a bummer because 
It's fucking Idris Elba and Kate Winslet on a mountain. Go ham. Like, yeah. Make like, me cry. Make me laugh. Like, go in. Like, I feel like it's it plays it safe. Yeah, the main problem with this movie is because it's not fun and because it's so polished, there's just not a lot of rewatchability. Like, I can't imagine getting this on... Like, I can't imagine being like... Like a stereotypical situation. Let's get the girls and let's have a bottle of wine and let's watch this movie. We're not gonna pick this. Like, no. We're gonna pick Titanic. We're gonna pick Moulin Rouge. We're gonna pick Under the Tuscan Sun. Like, we're gonna pick something else. We're gonna pick something fun. Yeah, it's not. It's not playful, and it doesn't want to be. So, in that sense, it it succeeds. And it, it does feel like the movie is self-conscious enough that it's very much trying to not be all the things it could be. Like, it's very much doesn't want to be a cheesy movie about Kate Winslet and Idris Elba on a mountain. And so it, it's it, almost like it's trying to get an Oscar, which is weird. Why would you go for the Oscar when you could go for the women's night end market, which I think might not be the most lucrative market, but it's the market that's going to give your movie the most staying power Within like, like the cultural landscape, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I de- I definitely felt like it was trying to win something, and yeah, I don't think Golden it- Globe for Idris Elba. Like it's trying to win something. I, I don't like, and I don't think it's going to win anything. I don't think it will, and I, I'm trying to figure out why. You know, I'm, why uh, go that way with it? Yeah, I think it's just. I think the plot doesn't make sense. Like we all know, like the the formulas for what wins an Oscar. And I understand that maybe the stranded on the mountain seems Oscarish, but they don't actually end up dying. <laughs> like, yeah, they um, the, like there's no actual scandal in the end, and so therefore, I feel like that makes it not an Oscar movie. Everything happens like very clean. Like even like the the craziest thing that happens is like right when they like fi- see the road, <laughs> Idris Elba gets gets his leg stuck in a bear trap. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And it should be noted, like, there's Idris Elba with the bear trap. There's the crash itself. There's Kate Winslet falling through the ice. There's the cougar. There are so many moments where they could have died that are so stressful. And that's obviously... Oh, yeah, this movie was super stressful. Okay, so we saw this... We saw this in a theater that mostly just had, like, old people and middle-aged people because nobody cares about this movie. And we were basically just, like, sitting next to each other, just, like, stressed out through the first half of this movie. Yeah, we kept, like... We didn't blatantly talk, you know, in a level that other people could hear, but we definitely would whisper at points, like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) yeah, it was just kind of like... I and, And so when... I don't know when they finally get saved. I kept on thinking, "Oh, is this when things are gonna heat up?" And then it doesn't. Like Kate Winslet goes home to her white man and is like with him for a little bit, and then they break up off screen. We don't even see them break up. Yeah, which again, like, stop making it so clean. Let me see that breakup. Yeah, these are good enough actors. They can do it. Like, yeah, like, I, yeah, I wanted to see the breakup, and like, we barely see. Like, we see Idris Elba, like hang out with the dog and like watch TV and like go to work. And also something that really pissed me off is that because Idris Elba did most of the labor and because he kept on taking off his gloves in order to achieve that labor, he fucks up his hands so he can't be a neurosurgeon anymore. <laughs> that yeah. really annoyed me. Well, that really like, upset why? me. Why does he have to like go through all that yeah like for her like is it really that serious like, like and like 
I liked Kate Winslet in it, and I like her as an actress, but she... I don't know. It was interesting. Because, I don't like, think that she did a good job. I don't think like her character, like I liked the concept of her character. You know, I liked that she was strong willed. I liked that she was a journalist. I liked that. But I don't know. Again, because the movie was so clean, it's like Idris was great because he was just like perfect. Um, but neither of them were that interesting. Like they didn't seem fun to hang out with. <laughs> Yeah, like they just seem like being on a mountain is the best like example, but yeah, like even in the like in the mountain, like once they hit the cabin, you know, I like if I were writing this movie, like there would be some hijinks in there. Maybe they do a little dancing. Maybe they do a little, you know, hanging out. Maybe they do some fooling around. Like Like they find a little bit of old wine and like you know, like something where we get like more than just like the sad story of Idris' wife dying and. also, and also the sex, which do you have anything to say about the sex? Because I don't have a ton to say about Honestly, it. Honestly, just like that, like after having 45 minutes of people almost dying, they do this sex scene where it's like very gratuitous shots of like, like, her, like his hands on her ass. And like, I mean, it's a sex scene, but it, it's not like a classic Hollywood sex scene where like you see them make out and then they're having sex. It's like a cameo it's like a collage of shots of their bodies yeah in a very specific way that felt a little bit mtv and kind of cracked me up <laughs> yeah yeah it was like it's very like because i just didn't feel a spark between them no i felt like yeah of course you're gonna have sex that's how right, i felt because like, you're stuck on the mountain with each other and you're both attractive people but like i didn't think like i wasn't just like wow the hotness it's just because like i don't know like i thought you know i'm i would always think that idris elba is sexy and i mean he is sexy like objectively but in the movie he just seems so sad that like i don't even really there's just nothing there for me to want i know it's weird yeah because he is objectively very sexy and i've seen him be mega sexy in plenty of things but yeah his character is sad and very like kind of boring and yeah and and she's and for a person who like photographs skinheads kate winslet also is super boring yeah like they both feel kind of boring and like I get it. You're not going to like be, you know, workshopping your stand up half hour on this mountain when you think you're going to die. But like, oh, that's how I would write it. Been a little more mutt. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the only way to get that half hour written. <laughs> like, yeah. It felt like there could have been a little bit more juice there. Um, but it also, yeah, it just felt like I'm very curious about them, the actors and if they're friends off screen. Um, I mean, I wouldn't assume that they're like enemies, but there wasn't a spark. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was weird. They were awkward together. Oh, my God. So the dinner that they have at the end when they de- when they basically decide to be together. Yeah. It's just like really chilly. Yeah, it's really chilly. It's like it does make me kind of feel like like I, I want to dig. I want to see if there's interviews with them about the movie because um they don't seem like they have a chemistry and it makes me think that they're not close. Yeah, it makes me think that they don't like each other very much. Yeah, like it kind of like I'm like did you guys get in a fight? Like I don't actually know the relationship status of either of the actors in real life, so I know that Idris was kind of a hoe for a little bit, but I don't know if he is anymore. Yeah. I think he might have settled down. Yeah, and I have no idea if Kate Winslet is like partnered up or married or what her deal is. 
I think she's I think she's dating a dude, but I can't remember who's some white dude. She's with some white dude. Um, <laughs> so it's just like the movie, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, because yeah, you don't even really figure out like who Dermot Mulroney is. He's just Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney's very like reliable in that way. Like he was on New Girl, and he basically plays the regular older dude that likes Jess and like Jess's whole like issue with him is that like he's great and he's older and he has money and he's mature and he's sexy but what about what about Nick Miller who's like a child let's go try to make that messy thing work and Dermot Mulroney's just like okay well you know I'm secure and I'm Dermot Mulroney and I'm exiting the show. Bye bye. Like, yeah, that is like a good other option. He's the good guy that like women don't choose. Yeah. Except for in my best friend's wedding. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Oh, Dermot Mulroney is going to pop up so much on this show, especially if we do the wedding date. Definitely. And he also directed Love, Wedding, Marriage, which we're going to be doing. Oh, that's funny. So our next one. (laughs) Yeah. He's not in it, but he directed it. (laughs) So he doesn't mind being in that in that space in the action. Yeah, there's just it's really weird that we're like talking about like a real it's 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 kind of upsetting because like romance really isn't that popping in the box office anymore. And it's sad that we went and like I really wanted to like rave about it. I wanted to go home and like get on Twitter and be like, no, the mountain between us is actually super lit and like yeah. everybody's missing it. And like I couldn't do it. No, I know. Me neither. Like I want to I want to be wrong and I want to prove others wrong about about the romance genre and we say this i feel like almost every time on the podcast like we do this because we like romance and because we think that romance is a genre that can succeed and there are plenty of examples of that so it's a bummer when you have two top billing actors you obviously have the funds and like we've said like it was a good movie it's just yeah, there's it's like a well-made missing. film. Like, yeah, there's like just, it's not like the director is bad. It doesn't hit like the tone doesn't know what it wants, and so it it wants to be romantic, but there's not enough heart there, and it wants to be a wilderness, but there's like too much romance there, and it's it needs to figure out what's going on. Yeah, and it's. Oscar winner Kate Winslet is just like I read a piece recently where it was just like. Kate Winslet's weird career trajectory post Oscar. I'm like, it is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every single time we see her, it's just like, what you, what you doing, girl? Like, why though? Like, and I mean, I get it. Like, it might also be a matter of just like, oh, I want to keep working and this is here. So sure. You know, like word. But it is weird when you're like, you obviously have the skill and it seems like you should be in demand. And I mean, Idris too, though, like, yeah, like Idris has been like, you know, like you want to see a good romance movie with Idris Elba, watch Daddy's Little Girls, Tyler Perry's Daddy's Little Girls. I know that like people hate it. Um, and this is usually, this is where I'm making my recommendation. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. It's got Idris Elba 
falling in love with Gabrielle Union. Come on, who doesn't want that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that premise alone. And it's a good time, and he's got daughters. That's why it's so, it's like Idris Elba, he's got daughters, and he's falling in love with Gabrielle Union. What? That's amazing. Why didn't people pay more attention to that movie? Yeah, like, what the hell? Um, Kate Winslet, of course, like... <laughs> We were talking about Titanic before this. And, you know, while we were talking about Titanic, I, like, I don't know why, but my, like, my thoughts about this movie and other movies and, like, as time are all so jumbled up that I did not connect Kate Winslet to actually being in Titanic. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, she was. She was in Titanic. This makes things even less making sense. What what happened? How? Like, how? Yeah. Oh, my God, Titanic. And that's also weird because Titanic was made so long ago. (laughs) Yeah, Titanic was, like, 97 or something. Oh, my gosh, 20 years old. This is 2017. Yeah. Shit. Shit, she's been working. Well, I mean, she looks great. Yeah, she does. She looks good. Everybody looked good. It's just, like, not a good movie. And I don't even know, like, what, like, Daddy's Little Girls, yes. I can't even think of a Kate Winslet movie to, like, do to you. Because, like, the last big romance that she was in was Labor Day, which is a movie that we might do on this podcast. Because I heard that Labor Day is really, really bad. I haven't heard of it, which makes me think it's probably bad oh, there's a like there's a, a sexy pie making scene that a lot of oh, people yes. have talked about on board already <laughs> let's do this <laughs> a sexy pie making scene oh my god oh my god man the heater has really just decided to take okay, over really, the podcast i'm glad that we i'm glad that we beat the heater at least with with the beginning of the podcast, yeah, or the, most yeah. of the podcast, yeah. I mean, the heater's sizzled up. Maybe the heater's like upset maybe. because because the, the heater wishes that we had talked about a more interesting movie. Yeah, maybe the yeah maybe <laughs> the heater's just like, hey, you guys said freezing on a mountain. I'm gonna make sure you don't do that. <laughs> oh, so the heater is sentient already. Better movie. What if I fell in love with this heater? Oh my god, I would totally <laughs> watch that movie. <laughs> I'm like already like emotionally attached to the heater. Like this is how easy it is to get me on board. And somehow this movie did not do that in that way. Like I will, I will extend my disbelief to like emotionally connect with a heater. So like, let's get some heart in these movies. Oh my God. We should see another like movie right in the theater again. And we should do one where we record and then like, Come straight back. We we see the movie. Come and straight come back, back and record immediately. Rehash. Yeah, just like immediately. Just I like think that's out a of good breath. Idea, yeah, we should do it. Yeah, we should give it a try. Um, yeah. And we usually don't. We don't always say what we're doing next. But next, we're doing Love Wedding Marriage, starring Mandy Moore and Kel Lutz, directed by Dermot Mulroney, and it's trash. So look it's forward to be that. Amazing and <laughs> um. Yeah, you guys, it'll it'll probably I th- I feel like this episode was nice for people who wanted something that wasn't too negative because we didn't really like have like a lot of deep conceit, but I think the next one will be like more fun in a sense because like there will be more shit to talk. Yes, there will be more shit to talk. Um, so, I mean, mountain between us, if you want to really make your own call on this, I don't like I don't regret seeing it in theaters, but I don't want to, like, I wouldn't go back and see it with someone, even if they paid for me. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, you know, it's not, 
it's fine. You know, it's good actors. You can check it out. It doesn't really like, and like I cried at one point, which was a bummer. Like yeah. I was angry that I cried, but it, it managed to do that. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I cried during the Florida project and that is a movie I do not like very much. Oh, like, you didn't like it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's really weird. It is a well-made film that, like, I objectively should like that I do not. And uh, I'd probably be writing about it because I should have seen Wonderstruck. Um, I Did you see Tangerine? No, I have not seen Tangerine, but I hear Tangerine is good. Yeah, that was what made me want to see Florida Project. Since that was, like, his first, you know, film that popped off. <laughs> um, well, I guess... I guess I'll not go into a tangent about that at the end of this podcast. Oh uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> we can talk about it when we get home because like I have, the... I have like angry thoughts about the Florida Project, but I also like to make sure that my angry thoughts sound good before I say them on on air. Good actors, very pretty movie. Willem Dafoe is great. Still have a problem with it. <laughs> I mean. I yeah, I liked it and I'd be curious to hear your opinions. Um but listeners, uh the mountain between us I I don't I don't know, guys. I don't <laughs> I really don't don't, know. don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. It left um, me cold. It left me cold. Go see something else in the theater. Go see Lady Bird, which I am going to see as soon as possible. And, you know, go get your life because the trailer Lady Bird made me cry and like, but it was like positive tears. Like, I know that I'm going to enjoy this tears. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff about Lady Bird. So, yeah, see Lady Bird. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye, guys. Bye.